I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Munn speaking, our program here called Amen, the Mariner's Call. Usually around the weekend period of time, thank you for being there. Our thought for today comes from the book of Titus, the book of Titus, Titus chapter 2. We're going to sort of just kind of depend, or not depend, we're going to pretend. We're pretending it's a a wonderful place to fish. Titus chapter 2, there are some things in here, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. I think that we are blessing and help to you. Hey, by the way, thank you for writing to us. Also, thank you for those emails. In fact, uh, we've been missing a few pictures, awesome photos. Been saying that the last uh, month or two. It seems as if, uh, you know, if I was to ask for some money, that would be easier than asking for some photos. I tell you, if you send us a photo, I'll send you a free CD. I preached a message, it's been a while back, on drifting. Drifting, drifting like a tumbling tumbleweed, drifting out at sea. And if you send us a photo, I'll send you the sea. Now, you have to ask for it or I'll forget it if it's not in your letter. You send me the photo, I'll just put it right up here. I have photos of people that listen to our program on a regular basis. They're sort of in a circle behind this microphone. And I have a, a caulk board that's there. And as I preach, I'm actually looking at people that actually listen to the program. And it kind of makes it a little more real to me. So send us a photo. We'll send you a free CD. The book of Titus, Titus chapter 2. All right, it talks about the home here. Uh, it says, uh, to be discreet, chase keepers at home. So the word home is there. The word children, to love their children is there. But I'd like to point out this. Verse 2, that the age men... All right, this is the older men. It says, be sober. It says in verse 3, that the aged women likewise, that they in behavior is becoming holiness. All right? All right? Holy women. Uh, and it says, young women to be sober. And then it says in verse 6, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. All right? Now, there's a character trait there that was used for the men and for the women, both young and old. Let's see if you can pick it up. It begins with S. That the aged men be sober all right, that the young women be sober, verse 4. Verse 6, young men likewise also to be sober-minded. You got the S words yet. You said, I got it, preacher. It's the word sober. My friend, are you a sober person? You know, if, if what we see in the New Testament is true, no if in my mind, you know, we find that there's a way to be a drunkard and never touch an ounce of booze. You know, never put the bottle to your mouth. Never a drop of alcohol. You still could be a drunkard. You said, how, how could that be true? By not being sober-minded. What is that? What does it mean to be sober? The word sober and soberly and soberness is used about 15 times in the New Testament. Now, I grant you, more times than one, it has to do with alcohol and how alcohol affects the body. 
How do you recognize someone that is drunk on alcohol? Well, by their speech. Their speech is slurred by their vision and by the way they walk. Have you ever seen a man that was drunk? You've seen him walk, you know? And you say it's kind of funny, but it really is not funny. It's actually dangerous, you know. And the Bible is so clear about this. Isn't it something that age men, age women, young men, young women, isn't it sad that a lot of times in the world, both young and old, they're intoxicated with alcohol? When the Bible, I tell you, you put your foot down on that, it's so clear. What, even Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. If you're going to be filled with something, make it the Holy Spirit. Sober. The word sober. The word sober. Once again, how would you recognize a person that was intoxicated? By their speech, by their vision, by their walk. So is there a, is there a way to be drunk? on something besides alcohol? And the answer, of course, and you've heard it before, is of course, yes. Someone could be filled with themselves. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, talks about how you ought to think, and it should not be S-E-L-F. Somebody said the smallest package you'll ever see is someone wrapped up in themselves. Someone said people conduct their life like a cafeteria, like cafeteria style. What do you mean? Self-service only, you know. It says most people don't think, but when they think, they think of themselves. Are you stuck on yourself? How do you tell where a person, whether a person is wrapped up in themselves? You can tell it in their speech, in their vision, and in their walk. I've seen people also intoxicated on the things of this world. You know, as far as in the area that I live, we have here in South Alabama, we don't have all the sports that is in the U.S. because our weather is rather uh, warm. I just come back from Nova Scotia not too long ago, and one of the great sports there is hockey. And, oh, boy, you're talking about, ah, oh, that's a real sport, by the way. But, you know, I've, I have I have people that are my friends, and I'll be honest with you, sports, I have some feelings, some sports, you know, I, if I'm six foot five, you know, I have, you know, I like basketball, you know, and uh, sports, it has its place. It's easy to get out of place. I've seen people who knew the names of people in different teams, literally, not only in the U.S., but in other countries. They knew the names of these people, but they could not tell you the names of some of the characters in the Bible. You said, what is that? Spiritual drunkenness. Shame on us. God wants us sober. Could I challenge you to be sober? You know, as far as the things of the world, my friend, we can't go out of this world. We're faced with it. I understand that, but I dare not get drunk on the things of the world, on myself. As far as work, you know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people are what we would call lazy as far as work, but you know what I've seen? I've seen, especially here in my country, people involved in work to the point of drunkenness. That's all they ever think of. Husband and wife, it's just work and the making of money, as you know. And the love of money is just, it's the root of all evil. And they were just drunk and intoxicated on that. And some has never touched a bottle of booze, but yet they're drunk. The Lord help us to be sober. He says the aged men be sober, the young women be sober, the young men likewise to be sober. There's another S word here. Let me see if I can get it real quick here for you. And it is the word, well, let me, let me read it, that the aged men be sober, sound in the faith. What was that other S word? Sober, sound in the faith. Did you hear me use another S word? Yeah, the word sound. What is the word sound? 
That's a quality of soberness. The word sound. Uh, here in chapter 2 in verse 1, it says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. So it's the same thing in Titus chapter 1 and verse 9. So I tell you what God requires of me, not only that I be sober, oh, let's not get intoxicated on the things of this world, you know. Uh, but God wants me to be sound. Sound in what way? It says sound in the faith. What is that? I need to know what I believe. I need to know not only what I believe, but how to defend it. We think about the different doctrinal titles in the Bible. You know, one of the benefits of local church, and I am very much local church. You said, why? Because we need to hear every week from Sunday school, from the preaching of the Word of God, we need to hear these doctrinal truths whereby we become sound in the faith. I've had people call me and say, Brother Mon, what do we believe about so-and-so? What do we believe? I said, what does the Bible teach? I, I can't find the reference. Can you show me in the Bible? God wants us sound in the faith. No wonder we're cared about with every wind of doctrine today. The Lord help us. Could I challenge you to be sound in the faith? You ought to know something about the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of grace, of regeneration, substitution, redemption, reconciliation, faith. Is it? Oh, brother, Mon, that's enough. You should know those things. The doctrine of God. We think about the doctrine of the Trinity. We think about the doctrine of man, the doctrine of predestination, the doctrine of sin, you know. You should know these things. The doctrine of security, the doctrine of prayer, you know. The doctrine of the church, what the Bible says about this. I'm to be sound in the faith. Can I challenge you in that realm? Oh, would you begin to study? Would you continue to study? Well, as far as your local church is concerned, would you begin to listen to that preacher a little more? Just go to him and tell him, Lord, preacher, I thank you for preaching the word of God to me that I might be sound in the faith. Not only sound in the faith, in the sense of soberness and soundness, those things make a good home, but also sound in charity. You said, what is that? Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3, or verse 13, which had time to go there, talks about being sound in love. All right? The missing element in most homes, which is the greatest of all character traits, would be love. Oh, I go to a lot of homes, and the thing that I just have to emphasize over and over, I said, where is affection? Where is feelings here in this house? You know? As far as love is concerned, sure, I'm to be sober. And soberness would require of me that I be sound in the faith and sound in charity. Don't you like reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13? Oh, there it talks about how you can have everything, you can have every gift that God could possibly give you. But if you did not have love, my friend, you're just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. He said, what are you talking about? You, you, you could give your body to be burned, and yet you'd be nothing. The book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter Chapter 13, in fact, it's the last verse. It says something like this, and now abide faith, hope, charity. It says these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Oh, the missing thing in most homes for the young men, the young women, the old men and the old women. And for, as far as the children is concerned also is love. Love for God is missing. Oh, that is what we think about knowing God that helps us to be able to love because God is love. Now the Lord lives on the inside of me in the person of the Holy Spirit. Now I not only have affection for things, I can show God like love. Or oh, if you have love, you can put up with things. If you have love, oh, to help you to behave. If you have love, to give you the right view of sin and righteousness. If you got love, give you big shoulders. First Corinthians 13, all those things 
are there. Not only just sound in faith and sound in charity, but also sound in patience. You know, our whole life is composed of waiting periods. You know, if you just get tired of doing that, I have to do a lot of travel. Wait. I've had to learn this. You don't ask for patience because it comes through lots of trouble and tribulation. You know, it's something that God would add to you. He'd give you a character trait, a part of your character as you grow in grace. God would help you to be a patient person. could be a weapon, but very few possess it. Are you sober? Are you a sober-minded person? Once again, wouldn't it be something if you could be a drunk and never touch a glass of alcohol? Just drunk on the things of this world. God wants you sober. Could I challenge you to be sober, to stay sober? This matter of soberness would require soundness, soundness of faith. Oh, as far as the Word of God, one of the blessings of this station is that you hear the Word of God preached over and over again, that you might be sound in the faith. You might know what you believe and know how to defend it. And then God might fill you with love, sound in charity, and then sound in patience and make a good old man. It'll make a blessed older lady. It'll make a good mom and dad. All the children raised in that home, amen, would be great children. Until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Mon saying goodbye.